This is Small Town News. I'm Keith. I'm Neil. I'm George. And I'm Craig. And what we do each session is we read small town newspaper articles from small town newspapers somewhere in the United States. We are reading these articles for the first time. They are provided to us by the wonderfully talented but the woefully underpaid Dr. Saxon. Woohoo! From those articles, we might take a character, a situation, maybe just a singular word, and we're going to improvise stories around it. We're just trying to make big stories out of small town news. Uh, where are you today, Keith? Greensburg, Indiana. That's Very our theme nice. song. How did you know that? I just, you know, <laughs> I did my research, oh. I cheated, I looked ahead. Speaking of that, this is a cheat that I did not know happened until we were out of town this past weekend. What's that? I'm sitting there and the news pops up, I'm not really paying attention, and I realize it's our local station's theme music. What? You mean our bunches? No, Ooh. our local television Wait, station's you were in theme music. West Virginia, and you heard our theme music here and then their weather hit the music for that was the same is it dun, 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 dun. all of their little sound bites were the same and the channel number was the same was 12 yes i wasn't gonna say the channel number oh, sorry was oh. not was 13 same, same network that I couldn't figure out because I, I, I didn't I care. I would assume so. I mean, like, because, you I'm know. I'm guessing the ownership was the same. Yeah, you've no, got no, large no, corporations Sinclair, that own these Sinclair news stations. Bought, and they have an umbrella of stuff. It, Sinclair yeah. bought our local. Exactly. But recently, like in the last two years, and that theme music you're talking about, I think, is older than that. Whatever oh. it is, it's apparently packaged theme music for television stations who can't affo- afford their own creative team, perhaps. I heard a, a Which story. is probably most. Yeah. Right, small yeah. market. Yeah. And probably for the best. Yeah. Well, and this, well, I don't know. I kind of do want to hear like local TV stations make terrible, terrible things. No, George, <laughs> I want you to do the banjo intro and outro for our local news. So this station was obviously staffed by people who had not yet graduated from at least college, maybe not high school. It was kind of fun to watch. What? I, I heard a story one time about a theme song for a small town. Mm-hmm. And it was like this whole instrumental thing, and it was all about that town. And it turns out that same package of music had been done for theme songs on towns across the country. And the person that was doing the story had grew up in that town and thought that was it and was completely floored when they're somewhere across the country and hear the motto or the little jingle for their for their town. And it was the exact same thing with new words put in. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's a, Wait. That's a thing. So... I have so many questions. I don't know where to start. It's like a promotional campaign for your town, like for tourists and stuff. But like, all these towns have the same musical yes. arrangement. But, but made by the same person, and then they put stuff about that town and the name of that town into the thing. It's like... You can't remember, just plug and play words into musical All you have to plug lyrics. and play is the town name. Right. And it was things like, it's a great place to live, la, 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 la. So but, everything's the same except for the name yes. of the town. Was it like yeah, the okay. da, da, all-American city? It's that kind of thing. <laughs> Trying to, to be the best that we be. can be. Da, 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 da. So I had to learn one of those songs for the town that I grew up in because I was in a singing and dancing in troupe. In Kinston? And we had to do it. Yep. All right, let's hear it. Kinston, I just told you what I remember. <laughs> That's an odd song. <laughs> No, the Kinston, the all-American city, trying to be the best that we can be. Da, da, da. It was just it's just as bad as you thought it could ever be. New Bern, the American city. Right? Trying to be the best that we could be. But yeah. like the little Birth all-American city. Yeah, the all-American city placards. Birthplace yeah. of Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. So all of them yeah. probably had that. It's, it's like Apex. Do you remember what Apex's theme song was growing up? Nope. Actually, no. It's a city on the rise with more than meets the eye. So that's Rocky Mount. That's Rocky Mount. I was going to say, that's, that's, Sorry, that's not what? Apex. <laughs> yeah, that, Apex is the peak of good living. So we, so you we can changed, do it all what? in Rocky Mount. So we changed that. Oh. <laughs> Shitty on the rise. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. I live there. <laughs> so just in case anybody forgot, this all began with Keith saying, Greensburg, <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> he did so. I will up. never, ever sing song ever again. What was that song from, though? What? What was that song? I, it wasn't. I, it wasn't. I, I don't. That, that be- was my brain just spitting out the words and something short. No, fused. no, no. Don't sell yourself short. That's the beginning of the Newburn theme song. <laughs> Newburn, right. Carolina. We're better than Greensburg, Indiana. <laughs> Town tidbits, or let Jess do the Wikipedia. The seat of Decatur County, Greensburg, Indiana, has roughly 11,000 residents. Located in the southeastern part of the state, Greensburg is about halfway between Indianapolis and Cincinnati. 
Its nickname is Tree City. It earned that name because since the 1870s, there has been at least one tree growing from the top of the courthouse's tower. Hmm. The current tree was recently positively identified as a mulberry tree. Well, that's a load off. Right? <laughs> the town was founded in 1821 by Thomas Hendricks Sr. And in 1822, his wife Elizabeth caused the town's name to be selected. Caused it. Mm. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot she of... She kept harping on, we live in a place with no name. Right? And finally, people just had enough of it. Can we please just name the city we so that... Elizabeth will shut the Only hell if up. we can have a song. <laughs> right. We can't have a song without a name. I feel like there's a lot of weight behind that phrasing of causing something to be done. <laughs> well, we kind of skipped over the fact that there's always been at least one tree growing from the top of the courthouse. So sometimes tower? there's multiple trees? That but sounds like it? a cleaning problem. Yeah. So, like a seed ended up on the roof and grew into a tree? That's what it sounds like. Sounds like a maintenance issue. At what point does a plant? become a tree you know what i'm asking like at what point <laughs> size wise do you say well that there's a tree so like every blade of grass has big aspirations like eventually i can no, be a tree no because it never can i think a tree is a tree <laughs> don't tell them that by least, biological yeah, designation once it breaks through the soil i think it becomes a tree Right. Yeah, every plant. Well, I'm just saying, when you say a tree at the top of the courthouse, right. you're all thinking the same thing I'm thinking. You're thinking like you can't wrap your arms completely around the trunk. I'm thinking no, a no, tree no. tree. I'm not thinking that. I am. I am? I'm not. I was so thinking we, of we yeah, goes, one like this big around as my, my little finger. I was thinking, like, a, tree? I was thinking like, like a, sapling, a, a sapling is still a tree, right? But there's yes. always at least one. So they have multiple trees for, since 1870s. Well, if I just assumed that the tree was already there and a courthouse grew up underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a tree and they carved out a courtroom in the trunk. That's like a big a, so tree. So it's a redwood. That's yeah. a big tree. A, a red mulberry tree. I mean, you've worked for towns, Neil. You wouldn't let a tree grow on your courthouse tower. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Or would you? It's, a, it's really a safety issue. <laughs> At least one. Right. Uh, from 1845 until 1860, Gilbert Van Camp worked in Greensburg as a tinsmith. In 1860, he moved to Indianapolis and founded the canning company G.C. Van Camp and Son. But the world would have to wait until 1903 for the company to start producing beanie weenies. Yes! Okay, yes. that's what I was hoping. While the, quote, exact originator of the concept of combining hot dogs and baked beans is unknown, close quote, the Van Camp Company owns the name Beanie Weenie. Uh, and that's spelled different from how you think. I guess it's a trademark spelling, which is B-E-A-N-E-E-W-E-A-N-E-E. -E -E -E. Canned beans and tomato sauce had been produced since the Civil War by several canning companies, including Van Camp's. But Beanie Weenies, see, it's spelled differently there. They can't see that. This is radio. But how, do you, how would you spell Beanie Weenie? I-E or E-E? -E? Wait, wait I, which, which I one e. is I-E? Wait, what? <laughs> I think I-E. All right, so Beanie Weenie. Wait, it's it's a hat for your Weenie. <laughs> it's a Beanie Weenie. <laughs> it's a oh, weenie I thought that was a well, Weenie Beanie. 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 Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, I thought that was Weenie Beanie. <laughs> uh, a Weenus Beanie? <laughs> um, but Beanie Weenies were not possible until the invention of canned Vienna sausages in 1903. The food gained popularity during World War II as a military ration designed as, quote, wieners, comma, beans. It's proper name. Wieners, yes. beans. Soldiers, Love military designations. Yeah. Uh, soldiers de nicknamed the food Venus Weenus. I will only ever call it that for the rest of my life. Venus Weenus. Venus Weenus. No, 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 no. Here's the next one. I like one. the next one. And... Beans and gonads. <laughs> so the gonads are the weenies? That's getting a little bit too medical for my no, personal the taste. should be the gonads. It. It's like double beans. Beans are gonads. Yeah, it's uh, it's like beans it's, and gonads. It's double beans. So there's no weenies. I don't know. <laughs> a 7.5 ounce of Van Camp's Beanie Weenies contains a little less than a cup of food. Maybe two bites for George. <laughs> that little can also contain a third of a person's recommended salt intake and a quarter of a person's recommended sugar intake. 7.5 ounces is only a cup of food. What else is in there? Cup is eight ounces. I thought she was saying it included like a cup of food and weenies or and the juice that comes in. Like was, one of the elements is not ingestible food. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think it was more uh, maybe uh, uh, just showing how much salt and sugar there might be oh, right. in that yes. one cup. Gotcha. Yep. Did anybody here ever actually like 
beanie weenies God, and no. Franks. I always I thought it was kind them. of a treat. I could never get into it. I loved them. It was a treat because my parents would never get it. So like if I went to a friend's house, they had beanie weenies. It was like a big deal. I yeah. will eat hot dogs and baked beans, <laughs> but the idea of slicing up a hot dog and putting it in the beans, I'm just like, it doesn't work for me. I've I don't like that. baked beans. I've made homemade beanie weenies. Yeah. Like where I you make to. it yourself. Oh, yeah. And yes. then you add extra ketchup to it. Ah! No. Because ah! <laughs> ah! it's in a tomato sauce. That's so if you disgusting. Add more ketchup, oh, man. I did that for the, when the kids were little. Like it was like the deadliest meal. It was like, I'm going to make you dinner. And it was. <laughs> no, no, and no. We no, had no. hot dogs. I was like, no, I'm going to put them together and I'm going to make a stew. No, see, ketchup chef. on it. See, dad's grill. That's what that's what dads do. Dads uh, grill. Sometimes dads microwave hot dogs. Like college students micro co- college students make their own beanie weenies. <laughs> if it's homemade beanie weenie, it's fancier. <laughs> it's not. If they it's all coming out of a freaking can and a plastic bag. <laughs> you forgot about homemade. the ketchup. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, glass bottle ketchup or plastic bottle ketchup? Probably plastic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get your daily serving of BPAs. <laughs> <laughs> Downtown Greensburg is home to the Knights of Pythias Building and Theater, also known as the KFP Building. It was built in 1899 by the Knights of Pythias, a fraternal order. The order takes its name from the ancient Greek legend of Pythias and Damon. It is a rather complex legend, so I'll omit the details. <laughs> Basically, it is a story about loyalty and friendship. Oh. The Knights of Pythias were founded in 1864. And they were the first fraternal order to, quote, receive a charter under an act of the United States Congress. Membership is open to men, quote, in good health who believe in a supreme being. However, maimed individuals were not permitted to join until 1875. (laughs) (laughs) It said, like, maimed after birth. So, like, if you were born with a defect or or what you may consider a defect under this, that's my you fears. Could still be a member. But my fear is what they're considering a, de- right. a defect. <laughs> the current oath taken by members includes the following statement. I am not a professional gambler or unlawfully ga- engaged in the wholesale or retail sale of intoxicating liquors or narcotics. Wow. They also have to swear that they are not communists or fascists. Oh. The Knights of Pythias have three auxiliary orders. The Pythian Sisters is the sorority, and there are two youth organizations, <laughs> the Pythian Sunshine Girls and the Junior Order of Princes of Syracuse. What? They can't be Pythias people? <laughs> no, Pythian? They're, they're from Syracuse. Probably they, because they No, that, that's considered a defect. <laughs> <laughs> maimed individuals. It makes you wonder what happened in, 19, in 1875 to permit maimed individuals. It wasn't like a this, time this for civil, civil rights. War. The Civil War. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. That would be my guess. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That makes okay. sense. Because, like, you'd have to jettison half your membership after the Civil War, I well, would suspect. Why would you ever start saying no maimed individuals at all? That's kind of weird, right? Because uh, it looks like they're looking for uh, perfection. The best of the best. Hmm. Yeah. Other organizations have tried the same in the past. <laughs> it's more of a. Uh... <laughs> I'm not... our, our listeners can draw their own conclusions. <laughs> right? I think. We know you're talking about the YMCA. <laughs> you know, you can say it. <laughs> Carl Fisher, an automobile entrepreneur, was born in Greensburg in 1874. Carl was instrumental in the creation of the Indianapolis Speedway and the development of Miami Beach. He was also likely the first car dealership owner. He founded the Fisher Automobile Company around 1900. He was a very creative marketer. He once, quote, attached a hot air balloon to a white uh, Stoddard Dayton automobile and flew the car over downtown Indianapolis. Wow. And then allegedly drove the same car back into the city after landing. But, quote, unbeknownst to the public, the flying car had had its engine removed to lighten the load. Makes sense. And several identical cars were driven out to meet it. Ah, he was no Pythian. <laughs> <laughs> but he was maimed when he landed. Well, As maybe was he was a Pythian because he wasn't about to gamble with his life. Not in that hot air balloon. The car was maimed. <laughs> Missing an engine. <laughs> that car was not allowed into the meetings. <laughs> 
Another of his stunts advertisements involved pushing a car off of the roof of a building and then driving it away to demonstrate its durability. Okay, you're pushing it now. In 1910, while vacationing in Miami, Carl saw potential in the swampy, bug-infested stretch of land between Miami and the ocean. He and others created Miami Beach by dredging the neighboring bay and creating man-made land. Well, they didn't fix it. It's still the same. It's still a bug infested. But they did just enough so that we could have Disney World. Just (laughs) enough. In order to attract residents and tourists to the newly created town, Carl bought a baby elephant named Rosie and staged photo ops with her, including one in which Rosie was the golf caddy for President Warren Harding. Harding was also a member of the Knights of Pythias. That's the picture she sent us. It says it's the only elephant caddy in captivity on the links in Miami, Florida. And with all that knowledge under your belts, it is off to Greensburg. Take some beans and gonads for the trip. Don't let the Knights of Pythias know about your professional gambling careers, Craig. And don't buy reclaimed beach property from a man who pushes cars off of buildings. Good advice any day. <laughs> in Greensburg and elsewhere. <laughs> I do kind of want to push a car off a building now. And then drive it away. I don't even care about driving it away. I woke up every day thinking that. <laughs> At what story is it not fun anymore? I don't think there's a limit. I right? don't think until you can't see it hit. Yeah. That's the oh, limit. That's true. Yeah. that's true from the top of the building. Yeah. I just love the idea that he pushed the car off a building and then I guess like the hot air balloon, just had one hidden behind the bushes <laughs> on the ground. All right, I'm going to drive away that very durable car now <laughs> to pay no attention to the car behind the bush. Local man growing strange crop by Bill Rethlocky, perhaps. Weed. I've never seen anything like this, and I'll bet no one else has either, says Greensburg. <laughs> says Greensburg's Russ Browder. I planted this right where I've been planting for the last few years, same place. Didn't put anything unusual or unnatural in my garden, and look what I got. Weed. Browder recently found what he thought to be just an unusually large ear of corn growing in his backyard plot. Weed? Weed? (laughs) (laughs) When curiosity got the best of him, he pulled back the husk and silk and found eight ears growing inside. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, Joe Atherton in the United Kingdom holds the world record for the largest carrot grown at 20 feet, 5.9 inches. The heaviest tomato weighs 8.61 pounds and was grown by Daniel Sutherland in Walla Walla, Washington in August 2016. According to the website, the Mary Sue, the world's largest cucumber, was 5 feet 7 inches long and was grown by a Chinese farmer named Akile Hai. Quick question. So mm-hmm. the, the cucumber was named Mary Sue? <laughs> According to the website, the Mary Sue, the world's largest oh, cucumber. okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm but, sorry. For a long time, I had what I was convinced was the largest grape in our freezer at home. And the kids will still laugh about that. These green grapes. I know. I didn't think it was funny at the time. I was going to call Guinness. But like, we're eating these grapes. I was like, that's the biggest grape I've ever seen. I said, Catherine, I think that might be the biggest grape anyone's ever seen. And I wouldn't let her eat it. I put it in the freezer. And when we moved from that house, it was still in the freezer. And um, you still hadn't contacted Guinness? No, I didn't. Wait, so what were you waiting for? I don't know. I didn't know how to call him, I guess. I don't don't know that I wanted to reveal to the world that I held the world's largest grape. I mean, that's. Think think of the value of that. I don't want to get robbed. Were you too afraid of the celebrity that would come (laughs) from being the man who discovered the world's largest grape? I just wanted my kids to know that their dad. Had the world's largest grape. That was enough for me. I think it's the angst of potentially finding out. You don't even qualify. That it might like, not be the all. largest grape. So, like, you just happen to buy at Food Line in Newburn. Right. Like you say, it's the world's largest grape. Well, what's the diameter? And you stand there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they tell you about the grape. Mary Sue. Yeah. So please describe to us. Like, give us a reference. How big, how was, the grape? big was this grape? So it's been a little while. So in my memory, it's how probably it? not as large as I remember it. But I, I would say I have big hands. So like, if I put my uh, thumb and middle finger together, about that size. So, so like, a silver dollar. 
Yeah. yeah. For a grape. That's huge. And, it, you know, and Silver Dollars are flat. This was a big old ball of grape. It was big. <laughs> it's, a, it's a grape <laughs> that, like, eats like a meal. <laughs> oh. We cut to the offices of the Guinness World Records. Hey, hello there. My name is uh, Aaron Westinghouse. I am here to report a world record. Uh, okay, yes, sir. Um, what, what category is your, uh, your record in? Uh, carpentry. 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 Yes. Build the biggest house or the longest fence? What, well, what did you do? I don't want to brag or anything, but um, you've probably already heard my name because I built the uh, wooden cabinet that houses the world's largest shoe. You got to put it somewhere. So they called me up. I built the thing. It's really no biggie. But I just couldn't help but notice that in the Guinness book it's in, there's no mention of the wood case that I built. And so, you know, surely if it's the world's largest shoe, then I have built the world's largest wooden case for the world's largest shoe. So you, you're, you think you've built the world's largest cabinet? No, uh, no, 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 no. I specifically, I know there's some big cabinets out there. This hidden Westinghouse is the first time around the block. If you were to look at the book, you'd see how large cabinets can get. Oh, I read that section, but I've built the largest cabinet for a large shoe specifically. So I'm, I'm familiar with the shoe. I mean, yes. The shoe uh, is well known here in the office. It's a good it's, shoe. It's a, recent, it's a recent record holder. Absolutely. Um, it's like, is there a check that I, I get? Yeah, I. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, oh you look. Oh, Aaron Westinghouse. You'll know my name very soon. Uh, okay, okay, Mr. Westinghouse. Uh, yes. So uh, I would like to submit a record. I have okay. made the world's largest shoe. What? I've been working on it all day. It's ten feet and six and one half inches long. Son of a bitch. That does beat the current record. Uh, well, you know, but it's always good to double check, you know. Uh, we can. I know where the world's largest shoe is. We can open that very nicely made cabinet up and just do a quick, you know, double check of the, you know, measurements just to, to be uh, well, safe. That, that shoe is there in a cabinet. My shoe is right here in my bag. Oh, so this bag is the world's largest shoe carrying bag. Oh, well, I, I guess now that you mentioned that, I guess I have broken two records, haven't I? Well, well, I guess I've got the world's largest shoe and the world's largest ha. bag for the world's largest shoe. Uh, well, You're yeah, also th the man who carried the world's largest bag, including the world's largest shoe. Well, now that you say, mentioned I don't know it, that yes. we have a record well, for that. Well, yes. I'm going to need my own page. Excuse, uh, Tim, excuse me. Uh, uh, yes. It's getting a little crowded yes. in here. Just coming to check and see. Uh, sorry, Stan. I've got two. Uh, they're kind of having a disagreement about their records. Um, one of them clearly has the world's largest shoe, largest shoe-carrying bag, and he's the man that carried it in. So we've got three, and this guy over here built a cabinet or something. I'm, no, okay, yeah, but, sure. but let the record state that the, the, this shoe is still Hey, in. hey, settle down. Yeah, this is the Guinness Book of World Records. Hey, hey, come a long way. This isn't way. some brothel. Hey, 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 measure and confirm. Well, That's what we do here at Guinness. I was relying on just taking a gander. Hey, but hey, what do we do? We measure and confirm sometimes twice. I know. Sometimes twice. Sometimes Just twice. How about if I measure and you confirm? We'll do it together. Okay. All right. I can do that. That sounds fine to oh, me. Well, what so, should I do? Well, you, you need you to need go. wait, sir. You, um, huh. well, why don't you go work on a record of some kind? Well, well, regardless of how the measurement of this shoe bag works out, it doesn't change the fact that I will still have the world's largest shoe cabinet. Now, look. It's two different now, things. Look. look. We do not break it down so far. There is a point where you have to stop sort of dividing. So I think what we're looking for, he for here is maybe the world's largest shoe-containing apparatus. So I think the bag and the case are going to be one and the same. You can, you can make the font smaller. It's okay. I it's just the Guinness Book of World Records. We don't have time for a whole you know, multi-volume set. It, is, it cannot be multi-volume. We're no. already charging $60 for the one book. We already have the record for the largest book of records. We do. That's we do. us, but we okay, don't want well, to split it in multi volume. Covered. I mean, well, no it, one's really trying. I'm, I'm, and I'm sorry to interrupt here, but I, has anyone ever measured how many times someone had records snatched in front of them inside of your office? Because I feel as though this Westinghouse fella is about to eat my dust on this one too. He's only he's only at one. And I think 67 is the current record holder. Yes, Byron. Records. Byron. So I'm not even the biggest loser. Oh, no. You're not even a minor loser. Oh, well, let me, let me measure first. Let me just measure and we'll confirm. 
That's a, you know what? That is what we do here is measure and confirm. I'm so sorry, Tim. Yeah. I'd forgotten. Okay. This feels, wait, Just wait. stand still. Just uh, stay this, still. This feels slightly degrading here. You're taking the same tape. You're going to use to measure a shoe. But we won't need to use as much of it because the shoe is of unusual well, size. You, sir, seem rather ordinary. So you're doing height. There's also the weight of perhaps the biggest loser. Maybe it's volumetric. Sir, if you could lift up I, uh, your arms. Uh, I don't. Uh, this is very degrading no, he's, he's right fat. now. This is, Stan, he's fat, but he's not the fattest. We're gonna, look, we're going to have to get him in the, in the chamber to see what his true volume is. Sir, just come with us, if you would, into the record chamber. Okay, but only because I, I might get in the book, right? If I'm the biggest loser? Yeah, right. Cut to 15 minutes later, Mr. Westinghouse steps out in a hospital gown. All right, well, uh, am, I, am I a loser? Well, We're not sure yet. Um, oh. It's looking promising, though, isn't it? Oh. Tim? Yeah, you, you did not withstand quite as much electric shock as, the, as some other people. Okay. So you didn't win that one. Uh, All what, right. Stan, what did you think of the other tests? Well, I couldn't confirm some of these because he just kept crying so much. I, I wasn't just, sure what was. I really but not want, the most. He didn't cry the most. I That's can, true. I can cry more. I just, it's really important I get my name in the book. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Oh. Just wanted to let you know that uh, you have just set another record for the most measurements inside of a 20-minute period. What? Oh, yeah. Does, uh, that, does you, that mean my name's involved? You will not be involved. Oh, I'm you, sorry. If you didn't do the measurements, that would he be He wasn't me. doing the measurements. Yeah. So it'll be the what, most measurements wait, of an what unnamed. About, what about confirmations? We'll, we'll add another line to the book just for you to be able to have that. And, and, so, and we're a team of two. We don't want to include this guy. He was there, but he's well, not really that, a, the person, Oh, we can't. No, I was measured and confirmed. He's the, more the subject, not the object. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But I just, just can't you just, can I Could just you be quiet for picture? just a minute? Could you please be quiet? And if you could close the front of your gown, we're. That's supposed to go in the back. Oh, 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 okay. That did seem kind of funny. Okay. Have you thought about, there was a guy that got struck. It was a park ranger that got struck by lightning seven times. Have you thought about maybe going for going after that one? Oh. As long as you're not dead, it counts. Oh, jeez. Oh, Thanks, mister. You gave this, this young pup here some, some hope. Um, just wait. One day soon, you're going to see the name Aaron Westinghouse in the world record Guinness book. Oh, oh, where are my pants? <laughs> <laughs> Advertising campaign is music to high school students' ears by Boris Ladwig. High school arts students employed creativity, foam board, and lots of spray paint to create model guitars that are being used in a local advertising campaign. The guitars, made by 13 students of Greensburg Community High School, are providing some splashes of color in the Honda Federal Credit Union's Greensburg office. Greensburg Community High School art teacher Dustin Smith said he was contacted by credit union officials to see if the students could design some guitars for the organization's rock-themed membership campaigns. Smith said he thought the project sounded like fun, would allow students to get their artwork into the community, and would give them a feel for their arts commercial applications. The students spray-painted guitar-shaped foam board and incorporated the logos of Honda and the Greensburg Community High School Art Club. Is it like like Honda? Like yeah. Honda Honda? Yeah. It's Honda, like like Honda. Like, but like Honda. Yeah, like a Honda with a capital H and everything. <laughs> and when I think Honda, I think music. And guitars, that's right. That's right, absolutely. The colorful and often psychedelic creations hang from the credit union office's ceiling, are taped to office walls, or lean against mock speakers on the floor. Taylor Draper, a Greensburg Community High School Art Club member, said that when Smith asked her if she wanted to participate, she had only one condition. If it involves spray painting, sure, she remembers telling him. Draper is learning guitar in school and thought the project sounded like fun and would allow her to try working with spray paint for the first time. Spray painting is fun to do, Draper said during art class last week in which she was working on a painting involving an angel and a devil. Classmate Riley Breberman, who also spray-painted a guitar, said she had at least two good reasons to participate in the project. She's learning to play guitar in school, and she works in the Honda Kitchen near the credit union where the artwork is being displayed. The Honda Kitchen? <laughs> like Honda? Honda. Like real Honda. Cut to an art field trip. They're meeting 4 a.m. in the morning. 
outside of the Honda Bank. All right, kids. Everybody here? Tommy? Yeah. Tommy? Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Janine? Yes. Perfect. All right. Very good. Okay. Did you, did you bring your, uh, your head cover? Yes. All right, because we, okay, yes. it's important. Yeah, it's important. Very good. Yeah. Very good. All right, so here's what, so I got this bag. If you look at the bag, yeah. you guys have always said you wanted to spray paint. Right. All right, so I've got a bag of spray paint. Uh -huh. There's this wall. See that wall? There's the ATM, and then there's that big blank space. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's our canvas, kids. Okay. That's what we're working on, okay? We just, we just spray paint the wall? Yeah. I'm going to spray a turkey. We're going to spray paint the wall. Okay. But look, okay. we got to get done before 6 o'clock. That's what? when Officer Jenkins makes his next round, unless he doesn't stop at the donut shop, and then he's going to be here a little bit earlier. So we got to be careful, okay? So he can see our, what we did for him. Right. Yay! Right. Okay. Yes. So, but remember, we can't tell anybody about this trip. That's what? why there was no parental uh, consent what, form. Uh, what are we painting? What do you want to paint? A turkey. What do you want to paint? He wants to do a. She wants to do a turkey. I want to paint a turkey. What about? What about? I would love for you to work in there. Bank President Morrison is a jackass. If you this could put that somewhere jackass. in whatever we've got <gasps> going on. Bank jackass. Yep. Can you guys Bank do that? President Morris is a jackass. Correct. Oh. Cut to 30 minutes later. Kids, this is looking awesome. Oh, my God. I also drew, I painted a penis. I saw that. I love that. That, I mean, I think no. you guys are hitting new heights here. Wait, wait, I, he painted his his own penis first. Oh, uh, well, that's yeah. not as smart. That's no, not as no, smart. No. That wasn't on purpose. Okay, well, fair enough. Look, all right, we got to keep going here. We're about to run out of time. If he didn't stop at the donut shop, we're going to be in trouble soon, okay? The, what what, what oh, in oh. the tarnation is all this here? Oh. Just when I thought this morning couldn't get any lousier, they're all out of crawlers over at the donut <laughs> shop. <laughs> Officer Jenkins! Officer, how hey, you now doing? what do I see here? Look at the jackass! What the? What, who are you calling a jackass? No, 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 yeah. What in the tarnation? We're on a field trip. I came trip. out here and We're just... We're on a field trip. It's not a field trip. I came out here and found him spray painting the what? bank. He told us Mr. Bank President is a jackass. I don't think so. What? I mean, if, I'd have, if it was a field trip, there'd be forms. So y'all are saying that this is a field trip? It's a field trip. Well, a field trip. All right, show me Janine your consent forms. Show me your consent forms. Should be signed by your parents. Why? I'm a child. Why are you asking me for these forms? Yeah, a child with spray paint all over their hands. That's incriminating That's evidence. right. That's Why right. Why didn't you call the police the moment you I saw this? I just walked up. I don't have any spray paint on my hands. I just walked up. Is He's it, got I, spray paint on his crotch. I don't even know what happened there. I, hey, what, what are you doing? You stop I, spray painting my crotch. These kids are obviously delinquents. This is absolutely terrible. And what do you have against the bank president? He does, he does deny loans for perfectly reasonable candidates for home mortgages. Oh, I will say that. Wait a minute. I'm, I mean, I, I think they're right on this count. The two of you tried to get a home loan? Well, yes. no, no. So and we, then we, you we, got mad at the bank president because you no, wouldn't give it no, to no, 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 no. They're too we, young for we home were loans. On a, we were on a field trip, just like the last field trip where we went with our teacher, and we went to the McDonald's because they refused to give him a bean burger. Hey, we don't need to get into all these different So we spray-painted a penis on the McDonald's for bean burgers. What? That's There was no form well, for that either. Well, There's that, no way to well, prove that, it. That shuts that long-running case right there. I got a confession of the penis at the side of the McDonald's. It's about time we closed that Look, one. These okay. kids might say all sorts of crazy crap. You know, about stuff like the tagging the car dealership. I had nothing oh, to do with that. Oh, that was the field trip where oh, you said the Honda. You said Honda was a jackass. Jackass well, Honda. There, jackass there Honda. are no forms for that one either. You cannot tag okay. pin me to that. Okay. This is bringing up a lot of questions about the various buildings around this town that have had penises and the word jackass spray paint. I'm starting to think there's a connection it here. It was like that time we had a field trip to the police officer's house. Whoa, wait, wait, shh, shh. No, wait. no, 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 Janine, you remember who was a jackass? That oh, that's yet. Yeah, yeah, officer's a jackass. Cooler in his face. Cooler in his face with a jackass face. Penis. Those words really hurt. And we didn't release that to the public, so I know that this is all an inside job. There here. were no right consent here. forms. No, I don't care what they're saying. There are no signed consent forms. That's true. Could Teacher not have been that. an art field trip. Well, it wasn't always spray paint. Remember when we made those sculptures? 
when we were working with Clay. I'm going to need you to open up the trunk of your car here. I don't think, I, you know, I think that's illegal search and seizure. Let me, let I me, don't, son, let me tell you something. I am without crueler this morning. You do not want to get on my bad side. <sighs> open fine, that trunk. Fine. Here you go. Oh, my God. I have never seen so many clay penises in my life in oh. a trunk. Oh, you should have been with us two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I will not sign a consent form for that. No. No. Indiana Man's device helps bicyclists cheat weather by Boris Ladwig. The other guy's name was Ladwig, but it was not Boris. L-A-D-W-I-G? L-A-D-W-I-G. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's Boris Honda. <laughs> wait, wait. Honda, Honda? Honda, Honda. It's Boris Honda, Honda. I'm really now concerned on how Honda has a federal credit union. Right. The other story was Boris Ladwig. Oh, it was, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I... Maybe it's two different Boris Ladwigs. <laughs> Probably. You might still be right. Hey, there are 11,000 people in that town. There could be. Yeah, but nobody can get a loan because they can't catch up with the Honda that's driving around town. <laughs> Jackass. It's the only place Honda to, bank. Yeah, it's the only place to get money is the inside of a Honda. <laughs> a local civil engineer has created a Zeppelin-shaped apparatus that allows bicyclists to ride in the rain without getting wet. I think I have seen one of these. So yeah? a Zeppelin's a blimp. Yeah. So it's a blimp bike. I think I have. No, it's like a wrapping Greensburg resident Jim Gorman remembers the day that inspiration struck, November 22nd, 2011. (laughs) It rained all day, and Gorman, who commutes to work by bicycle, thought about a way to make riding in the rain comfortable and safe. He started jotting down ideas on a green sheet of paper, which he has kept to this day. What color? Green. (laughs) This is going to come back in the play later. It contains both writing and... In the lower right corner, an initial sketch of what he has named the Land Zeppelin. Just like Da Vinci. I'm liking this. (laughs) Named after the airship of the late 20th century, the Land Zeppelin is a plastic see-through cover, roughly the shape of a football, though much larger, that encloses the cyclist and bike and protects him from the rain. I like that they clarified that it's much larger. I wondered. Because, yeah, (laughs) I I often like to use a football-size shaped umbrella it's a helmet <laughs> the current prototype <laughs> i was thinking the other way like got my foot in and that's it <laughs> it'll keep the rain out of your eyes no i can't pedal <laughs> everybody keeps trying to tackle me <laughs> the current prototype still has a fiberglass frame but in the next version which gorman hopes to test this spring If only it would rain. The Zeppelin shape will be made of sturdy plastic only, except for the front and rear portions that connect to the bike frame. Oh. See, I was thinking it connected like you wore it like a helmet, and it came off this way. (laughs) (laughs) So it connects to the bike. Were you just just visualizing, like, a giant helmet? (laughs) I mean, that makes the most sense to to me. So there has to be... (laughs) That you walk up to your bike, you sit on it, and there's room... It's, it's wide enough that it yeah. goes over the bike, <laughs> yeah. and then you just... That's it. And that, that way, when you turn, the helmet turns. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't look anywhere but straight ahead while you're driving. you got to have your head on a swivel. <laughs> Keith's with me. It's absurd either way, because now you got to have a door. Right. In order to... Yeah. Right, this, why not have a car? <laughs> this guy has invented a car. Yeah. That you have to pedal. A Flintstone car is what he's invented. A clear, see-through Flintstone car. Basically, what I have in mind is basically a big poncho on a frame (laughs) that starts at your head and it goes, a clear poncho. So I like the idea of a car having a hole in the top that you just have to wear your car. (laughs) I like the idea of making things like, well, the material's too heavy. It keeps toppling over. Well, add two more wheels. (laughs) Oh, well, it's okay. too heavy to pedal. Too heavy to pedal. Okay, we'll put an engine. Oh, an engine. Yeah. yeah. You know what you should do is you should make one for more than one person. Okay, we'll have do another door seats. on the other side. Yeah. Or four seats. And oh, and music. Everyone loves music. We'll call it. Ah, the, damn it! It's a car. What can we call it? That it's still called the Land Zeppelin, though. <laughs> Gorman recently navigated the Land Zeppelin down Montfort Street, 
near the garage in which he developed the device. Previous prototypes were based on the shape of an egg, but they caused Gorman lots of consternation. <laughs> a, a version with a styrofoam frame proved too weak. And another one made primarily with fiberglass was too heavy, especially with sidewind. With the side, I see like so. I see like Wiley e. Coyote and all of the different <laughs> testing things. Oh yeah. In November 2012, without a year, with about a year after which he had begun the project, he nearly gave up. "Quote: It was obvious it wasn't going to work." Quote, he said, "Nobody wanted oh, it." Oh, I said, I, "I was depressed." You were, or he was? He was. Oh, okay. he says, Who yeah. this guy? No, I was. I just learned about this, it. and I was depressed. Actually, in November 2012, I was depressed because I had a feeling this was happening in Indiana. <laughs> but then he thought about shapes that people were using a century ago. <laughs> Wait, an egg depressed him because it didn't work. Yeah. Well, that's that's like been around for like eons right this is a much newer idea this century right. old idea <laughs> he was watching footage of the hindenburg bursting into flames going that's oh. it that's it <laughs> we that can do that just, but on land but it's like that is just like my idea and because we're <laughs> using it when it's raining it's not going to catch on fire <laughs> that's right i'm a genius as cars win. <laughs> how much does one of these go for twenty four hundred dollars yeah about the, bike cover for a poncho? <laughs> <laughs> about the cost of the a car? The bike poncho. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Stability balls help Greensburg students focus on lessons. Yeah, they do. By Pat Smith. Jackasses. <laughs> Stability balls. <laughs> a sixth grade classroom without chairs? Question mark? Instead of chairs, the classroom at North uh, Decatur Elementary, that's the classroom, they don't have multiple classrooms there, just the one, has red and blue inflatable stability balls, sometimes called exercise balls <laughs> or balance balls. There is no difference. Or just balls. <laughs> we, what we need to do is rainproof these balls. <laughs> Get what, if you wanna, what if you want to bounce your ball to work in the rain? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> there is no difference in the red and blue balls except the color. There is. Any I'm glad they clarified that. Any stability ball can be deflated or inflated to meet a student's height. In order to be effective, a student must sit on the ball at a 90-degree angle. Janine Buckhart is the sixth grade teacher at North Decatur Elementary, in whom's room, in whose, in whom's in room, whom's womb. <laughs> the whom's balls womb. are in her room. <laughs> the balls are in her womb? <laughs> Wait, this is a sixth grade class? Yes. Like of all the grades to introduce <laughs> balls as your chair. Not only that, blue balls. <laughs> God help the young boy. Who winds up with a blue stability ball? <laughs> if student scores are any measure, these students sitting on stability balls are also coming in ahead of others in the district in reading. The students' acuity scores are 7% above the district on average, she said. The district average is 44%, and this class is 51%. She attributes this to the fact that healthy, active kids make better learners, and these ball seats increase blood flow and allow students to be more attentive. Well, are there ball desks? Well, they're at, they have, no, no, they have regular desks. Okay. It's just the, the <laughs> chairs are now balls. That's it. You can't keep a notebook on a, on a ball desk. You ever tried to do that, George? No. It's silly. It's, it's very silly. silly. <laughs> yeah, the ball chairs have gone so well that now we're introducing ball desks. <laughs> Buckhart also incorporates a lot of music, which they call brain breaks. Tuck the ball under your desks are the key words. That means two minutes of music and fun, and it is motivational tool for learning. At first, the students walk around the room to the music. Then the teacher calls elbow to elbow or similar directions. The students have fun, but are perfectly orderly. <laughs> <laughs> orderly fun. 
All right, cut to the school board meeting after a one-year pilot program with the balls. All right, there's no denying that our students' acuity numbers are 7% higher. And I would agree with that, sir. Our company has given various scores on these balls, and we feel like we're here to suggest that you roll them out in all classrooms and perhaps even in the district offices, sir. I don't know that we ever measured acuity scores before. Apparently, they're up 7%. That is correct, sir. But they're down in math. They're down in English. They're down in everything except acrobatics and acuity. We're going to have to get back to basics, or you're going to have to show me how the balls can get us to the three R's. Yeah, Ted, I got to say, though, I'm really enjoying sitting on this ball. See? See, I don't know when these got put around the table here for the school board meeting, but it feels real good. I'm not using one. Wooden chairs for this, Keister. You know, I'm not doing it. I don't think it's appropriate for you to have brought those for all the board members. I really just can't stop bouncing. And I must I must say, sir, I, you're, you're really attached to an old way of thinking. I am. Very attached. Four legs? Four legs. Four legs. Four legs or none. And you know what? If you lean over too far, what happens to those four legs? They'd still be on the ground. No, they wouldn't. They would be off the ground, sir. Well, now, if I were to lean forward on one of your balls, it would dump me straight onto the ground. But it still has the same amount of ground contact no matter where it sits. Watch it roll with me. Superior to your chair. Watch it roll with me. You're making me me uncomfortable with your hip movements. Do you have a more orderly way you would like for me to bounce on this ball? Because right now I'm feeling kind of free. And sir, I think you have one of the green balls, if I'm not mistaken. I do have a green ball. Do I need to tuck it? That is actually a universal ball. You can uh, tuck or not tuck as you as you sit on the ball. Uh, great. I'm, I'm just going to keep on bouncing. Uh, now, again, you know. Bounce and bounce. You are with me that we are here to prepare our students for higher education and the workforce. Bouncing on balls will not do that. Okay, everybody, I think it's time for a brain break right about now. We've really been hitting this hard here. So I'm just going to put on some music. Why don't you just kind of move around a little bit? You know, brain just kind of feel the oh, music. Yeah. Just feel the I music, can go for a brain break. Uh, just go with it. Feel May free to bounce ball? your balls or chair during the brain break. No need to tuck my ball during the brain break? No need. Go hey, ahead. Who threw that? These are stability balls, not dodge balls. Um, so if you, if you, Ow, there oh, we are. That oh, was no, a oh, dodgeball. No. He, he popped. Oh, ow! I did have my keys in my pocket. Oh, oh rookie! I error. may have torn my ball. Well, now look. I know we got kind of a shortage on balls here. We can't just be spreading them around. But if oh, you want, God. I've got a prototype that you can try. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. I call I call it the pyramid. The pyramid ball. Okay. Well, just the pyramid. Yeah, pyramid. yeah, it's, it's it's not really ball-like. Oh, wow. Are okay. you suggesting that he sit on a pyramid? Yes. I really it's, hope it's, it's, I'm going to have to flip that over before I sit on it because I don't oh, want no, to sit on it that way. No, that the, won't the, uh, So the beauty forward. of the pyramid is you can put it on any flat side you want to, yep. and it still has the same shape at the top. That regardless. does not appear to be a selling feature. If I'm looking at it correctly. Well, l- let me let me tell you something. In all my beta testing, I have found you're going to stay in place when you sit on a pyramid. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to There's talk no that question. one. They well, do what, come uh, in different colors. Let, let me say. Do I, you have a preference? Uh, well, green. Uh, we do have green. Okay. Well, for you, one of the problems we've had with your balls is the ADHD kids are bouncing all the time. This would keep them in place, I imagine. Well, it let me does. tell you something. I have found that when someone sits on a pyramid, if anything, their attention perks up. You should see their eyes just light up. That is very true. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'll I'm I'll do anything for the children. So if if me sitting on this pyramid will help us learn more about what to do for the children, I'll I'll forego the medical attention that I already feel I need from my torn ball incident that occurred earlier, and I I will sit down and and have. Some time with all of you. Now, on, that pyramid on does not appear pyramid. to be inflatable. There you What's go. It made of? Just, it's not. They're rigid. Yep. There you go. There you go. Just a. Uh, all right. Oh, ah, see now. This is more of a, uh, more of a. I'm not really wanting to bounce on this one as much. I was really enjoying the bouncing, and and I'm stuck. You seem parked on the top. Just settle into it. Yeah, I, just let I it am, settle in. You'll uh, you'll you'll be surprised how far it goes. I am now stuck. Oh. Gentlemen, I do not think I can. So there is a foot pedal on the front that blows a little bit of air out of the top of the pyramid that helps release the suction. 
I think this is also a fair time to mention that by implementing the pyramid into school systems, we will have fewer and fewer skipping of classes. Agreed. Because they ain't moving. No. It would appear important that each student have their own pyramid. That's worth looking into. We'll sell you as many pyramids as you'd like to buy. Things are tightening down over here. I've run out of air on the foot pedal. It's now, you want to make sure that you don't uh, increase tension. You don't want to oh, get nervous. Or oh, get... I've, why would, I've got a splinter now. Why would you make this out of wood? You do not want to come off that pyramid fast. You might want to settle down there a little I bit, sir. I'm scared I'm never going to come off. I'm, uh, I'm just going to have to stand up. I'm just going to have to. Oh, look at that. Oh, He's no. taking the pyramid with him. I oh, think he likes oh, it. He seems I'm, to be attached to him. Wait, no, 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 come no. back with that. It's a prototype. Ah, get the, help me get this out of me. <laughs> Damn it. It's like a like a golf tee. But, this, but does it come in different shapes? Like a Zeppelin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to be any more comfortable up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least my hair will be dry. Butcha, 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 small town nose. You've just tolerated another episode of Small Town News, a production of Small Town News, LLC. Today's episode of Small Town News was inspired by the Greensburg Daily News of Greensburg, Indiana, and stories written by Bill Rithlocki, Boris Ladwig, Amanda Browning, Pat Smith, and Joshua Heath. Episodes are performed and produced by Keith Boyd, George Oliver, Neil Oliver, and Craig Ramey. Research by Dr. Jessica Saxon. Music performed by George Oliver. This episode was recorded in the historic Newburn Civic Theater in Newburn, North Carolina. Small Town News is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and your granny's gramophone. Like what you hear? Leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram for behind-the-scenes photos, exclusive updates, and opportunities to share your favorite small-town news. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I'll do anything (laughs) for the children. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, George.